0: Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? stand for the reading god's word you got to bear with me to be with me that's my custom look at genesis 24 and then i'm going to read genesis 26 i want to wish all the dads again happy father's day dad eat something enjoy yourself have a good time we celebrate you today i love being a dad i just do i love being a dad to Courtney and Channing and Peyton and then being a spiritual dad to so many sons and daughters I'm just blessed I love being a dad and I'm just gonna preach from the heart of a father today if you're ready shout bring it on on. I want you to tell somebody around you I'm after generational blessings come on tell somebody that I'm after something that's gonna outlive me So we're looking here at Genesis 24, 35. My precious live streamers, I love you. Thank you for being with me. And the Lord hath blessed my master greatly. This is a description of Abraham by his servant. The Bible said the Lord has blessed my master greatly and he is become great. Somebody shout great. Abraham has become great. He's given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. And uh, then Genesis 26, 13. This in Genesis 24 was a description of Abraham. This is a description of Isaac, Abraham's son. The Bible said, and the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Somebody say very great see abraham was great but his son was very great and any wise father wants his children to be greater than he is and so today i'm going to talk to you along these lines i'm preaching a message called Endgame. some of you seen that movie it's about to be the highest growing grossing movie of all times i believe God's going to say something real significant slip up your hands father today i pray that as i teach your word that you will encourage the men and women in this room. Encourage people tuning in by live stream from around the world. Thank you for what you're gonna say today. You're gonna say the significant. May we leave here thinking generationally in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a great big praise. Give him a shout, come on. You can be seated. The Bible said that Abraham was great, but Isaac was very great. And I wanna to talk to you for a few minutes about endgame. Now, a working definition for the word end game is making every move with the end in mind. It means that you're playing the game. If you're playing a chess game or a checker game, early in the game, you start making moves with the end in mind. Now, I'm a little bit more of an intellectual, so I play checkers. Come on, somebody. But you start early in the game, making moves with the end in mind. And and I'm looking for some dads who are not so much in bondage to the past, not in bondage to where they've been, or even consumed by where they are right now. But we need dads, and all of us for that matter, who understand what it is to make moves with the end game in mind. Make moves reflecting on how do I want to finish? How do I want to finish this process called life? I want us to start with one of the greatest generational thinkers in all of human history, one of the greatest end gamers of all time, a man named Abraham. He thought so much generationally that today we sit in this room and we call him Father Abraham. Because we are connected to him because we are his spiritual children. If you study the New Testament, we have been grafted into the vine through his faithfulness. We are now a descendant spiritually of Jesus Christ because of faithful Father Abraham. Abraham was so careful about his moves and his end game that we are all blessed by his amazing end game mentality. See, Abraham planted the seed of our spiritual family tree. He began chasing the Lord even before he had a son. He was chasing God when all he had was a promise. Sometimes you chase God when you're not seeing anything. Sometimes you move in God when you don't feel a thing and you're just going after the promise that God made you. Here this end gamer is, this this man, Abraham, he's chasing God's vision for him in the beginning with nothing, but then finally with a promise in the person of a seed son named Isaac. And Abraham was a spiritual end gamer. He was a phenomenal father. But if you study about him, he was a great spiritual man. He was a businessman. He acquired new lands, and he dug new wells, and he was always building herds. He had gold, and he had resources. And when his servant Eleazar went to get a wife for Isaac, Eleazar described Abraham like this. He said in the 35th verse of Genesis 24 that the Lord blessed me. master he's blessed him greatly and he has become great and he's given him flocks and herds and silver and gold men servants and maid servants and camels and asses in other words he said this guy this my master Abraham is loaded and I want you to understand something families are blessed by dads who get the ball rolling every family needs an end gamer Families are blessed by fathers who know what it is to get the ball rolling. Tell your neighbors, say, I'm an end gamer. Come on. Say, I'm an end gamer. I live for more than just the moment. I'm looking for dads who think with the end in mind. See, Abraham planted the tree, but Isaac watered the tree of our spiritual family. In other words, Isaac didn't squander. waste what was left to him he used wisely what this father had had accomplished and, and put together for him and I want my children I want my natural sons and daughters and my spiritual sons and daughters to make the most of what I leave them Come on, somebody. When Abraham died, Isaac not only received his daddy's physical inheritance, not only did he receive his, his, his herds and his wells and his lands and his gold and his resources, Isaac received also a spiritual portion, and he used this wisely. Now, let me say something. I definitely want to leave something for my children that is tangible. Get mad at me if you want to, but I wanna leave resources for my children. The Bible said that a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I wonder if there's anybody here that wants to be blessed in such a way that when you go, you leave something tangible for your children and your grandchildren. If that's you, make a little noise in the house. I want my children to be blessed. I want to leave financial resources for my family, and that's a priority. And if that makes you upset, you're going to have to be upset with me because I want to do as well as I can so that when I pass, I leave something for my children that is tangible, that is resourceful. But I want to tell you, as much as I want to leave the tangible, as much as I want to leave the financial, there's something I want to leave more than money i want i want to leave some things more than money and more than resources and more than houses i want to make a spiritual deposit i want to leave something spiritual behind i believe that isaac got a second measure of blessing which was even greater than his father's money i believe that isaac was left a spiritual Spiritual inheritance. Let me tell you something. I've made up my mind that when I walk out of here I'm leaving something behind. I'm gonna leave joy behind. I'm gonna leave victory behind. I'm gonna leave power behind. I'm gonna leave anointing behind. I'm gonna make a deposit in the next generation. If you're tracking with me, come on, give God a praise right now. Remember the Bible said in, in Genesis 24 that the Lord has blessed my master Abraham greatly and he is become great. Somebody shout great but then don't forget the 26th chapter and the 13th verse of Genesis. The Bible said of Isaac and the man waxed great and went forward and he grew until he became very great. Abraham was great, but Isaac was very great. See, I want to do all I can to be as great as I can. I want to do everything I can for the Lord. I I want to be as significant as I can be. I want to live as significantly as I can live. But let me tell you, I I want my children to be greater than me I want them to go further than me Abraham was great but Isaac was very great let me tell you something I want to be great but Courtney you're going to be very great John you're going to be very great my sons and my daughters are going to outdo me Oh, some of y'all are my spiritual children, so you better shout like you believe it. I said, My sons and my daughters are gonna outdo me. If you want your children to go even further than you've gone, make a little noise in the room right now. Uh, uh. I can't, I can't. I said, Make a little noise in the room right now. See, the goal of every true father is for your children to become better than you. I want my children to become better than me. That's my hope and my prayer. I want my spiritual sons and daughters, I want my my, my natural daughters and my son to go further than I've gone. The Bible said, now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. He sowed into what his dad left him. He sowed into what his dad provided for him. And the Bible said that the Lord blessed him. I want my natural children and my spiritual children to sow into whatever I leave them. And then I want them to outdo me. I want them to go where I didn't go. I want them to do what I didn't do. I want them to have what I didn't have. I want them to accomplish what I wasn't able to accomplish. And baby they can do it because I want to be a springboard for them I want them to jump off of my life and into their destiny but here's what happened what had happened was Isaac didn't just sit come on now Isaac sowed. he worked what was left to him and I want to tell you children come on somebody you got to do something with what's left to you Isaac was smart Pushing your and say be smart I want my children to drink from my spiritual wells. I want them to be able to get a hold of something that I left them. I want them to be able to tap into a resource that I left them because I lived with the end in mind. I want to leave something that my thirsty children can drink from. I want them to come back to the wells that I dug and say, my dad worked for my daddy and it'll work for me. My daddy used it and I can use it. My daddy survived right here and I can survive right here I want my natural and children and spiritual children blessed long after I'm gone but see I gotta make moves right now I gotta make moves with the end in mind that means I can't consume it all on myself y'all ain't helping me in here I said I can't consume it all on myself i've got to be able to say you know what i'm going to make a deposit in you and i'm going to help you and i'm going to make a way for you watch this you had abraham who was blessed you had isaac who was very blessed but then jacob grew the spiritual family tree in other words he branched out tell your neighbor branch out When Isaac was dying, he started thinking of Esau and Jacob, and he blessed Jacob in Genesis 27. And he said, now may God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and an abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you. This is a dad blessing his son. He said, nations bow down to you. Be master of your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you cursed be those who curse you and blessed be those who bless you. Jacob, I love Jacob. He's one of my favorite characters in the Old Testament. Y'all, he increased. He, he got wealth. He got a word. He worked hard. He stayed loyal. He didn't quit even when he was mistreated. He focused on what he wanted and under a special generational blessing. He got everything that, that was promised to him. The Bible says in Genesis 27, 27, that Isaac blessed Jacob. And the Bible said that when he came close and kissed him and when he smelled the smell of his garments he blessed him and said see the smell of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed you know what a field does a blessed field brings increase a blessed field brings food a blessed field brings resources I want my children to be like a blessed field I want my spiritual sons and daughters to be like a blessed field Josh you're a blessed field son Courtney you're a blessed field John, you're a blessed field. Everybody connected to me, I say you are a blessed field, and I say you're gonna bring forth increase. Come on, somebody. Every spiritual daughter that I've sold into through the years that you've been faithful in this house, I declare that you are a blessed field. Somebody give God a praise if you wanna be a blessed field. And I want you to get radical. I want you to give God a praise if you want your children to be a blessed field. Ha! Glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Now watch this. Abraham had one son. Isaac had two sons. Jacob had 12. You see increase and blessings. You see favor falling. And I'm counting on this next generation. I'm depending on you sons and daughters. As a father of a natural children and as a spiritual father, I'm counting on the next generation to protect our spiritual family tree, to hold on to what's right, to hold on to true preaching and true teaching, to hold on to prayer, to hold on to binding and loosening, hallelujah, binding the devil and loosen the power of God. Hold on to the blood, come on, hold on to the word, hold on to worship, hold on to power, Hold on to glory, hold on to revival, hold on to anointing. I didn't leave it for you to lose it. I left it for you to hold on to it and grow it beyond where I took it. Ah. Somebody better give God praise because I feel the preacher coming on me today. I didn't leave it for you to lose it. I left it for you to bring increase, hold on to it and then increase it. Now. Famine fell in the land in Jacob's day. You remember the story of Jacob and Joseph and Joseph went to Egypt. And Jacob had an in-game mentality and he knew to move to Egypt to protect the family tree. See, when you have an in-game mentality, right in the middle, you'll know when to go, you'll know when to stay. God will direct you, God will guide you. And by the time... Jacob's family left Egypt. They went there with just his immediate family, himself, his sons, their children, their wives. But by the time they left, they were over one and a half million people. They carried away the Egyptians gold and silver with them. Come on, somebody. They walked out of there blessed. Tell your neighbor, I'm coming out blessed yeah yeah maybe i've had some issues and maybe i've had some problems but don't count me out because i'm still in his hands and when it's all said and done when i walk out i'm walking out blessed i'm walking out free i'm walking out victorious i'm walking out powerful get mad about it but they walked out with more than they walked in with hallelujah The Bible said then they brought them out in Psalms 105 with silver and gold and among his tribes, there was not one, not even one, not even one, Who stumbled. See, I want to live in such a way that none of my children stumble. I want to live in such a way that my children don't stumble because of me. I want to live in such a way that Josh, you don't stumble, son. I want to live in such a way, Anderson, that you don't stumble because of me. I want to live in such a way that you don't stumble because of me. Courtney, I don't want you to stumble because of things I said to you. I don't want you to stumble because of ways that I behave, but I want you to be able to look at my life. Though I know I'm not a perfect man, I want you to, I want you to live, I want to live in such a way that you can look at my life and you can say, if he was able to make it, then I can make it. If he was able to do it, then I could do it. If he was able to survive it, then I can survive it. See, see, we are somehow connected to Abraham, aren't we? His faithfulness has affected us. And I want to know how to pass to my children, my spiritual sons and daughters, and to Courtney, the Channing, and the Peyton. I want to know how to pass this thing on to them, to my grandkids, and my great-grandkids, and my great-great grandkids. Because I'm going to live a long time in the name of Jesus. Come on. Now you look at Abraham. Abraham didn't start off good. And let me tell you, you talk about a dysfunctional family, my family put the funk in dysfunction. Y'all ain't. And it, it's not how you start. I said it's not how you start. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a perfect beginning to have a phenomenal ending. Uh, Abraham was born in ancient Babylon, Ur. Er, that's ancient Babylon and Abraham was from a place called Ur in this ancient Babylon his family worshiped a pantheon of gods a Hebrew legend even says that Abraham's father owned a shop that made idols and if you look at Ur, if you actually define the name Babylon Babylon means confusion Babylon is actually modern-day Iraq how many of you know Iraq is still a confused place and, and hear me in this room. Abraham lived in the land of confusion. They worshiped 79 different gods. He was confused all the time. Is it the day to worship this God or that God? Do I got to bring this offering or that offering? Do I have to pray this prayer or that prayer? And the confusion must have absolutely consumed his life. It must have been indescribable. But Abraham had to experience new beginnings. He wanted a chance to walk in a new place, he wanted to leave a legacy and he wanted to lead generational blessings and favor and for him to do that he had to deal with Babylon he had to deal with the confusion he had to say you know what I come from a place of confusion my family has been confused but I am NOT going to repeat and passed down to my children. I am preaching better than you're letting on. What was passed down to me, I'm not gonna pass down the drama, the confusion, the mess, the abuse, the anger, the fear. I am not passing it down. I break the spirit of confusion in this generation and my children are not gonna have to carry the baggage that I carried. Somebody give God a shout if you're hearing me. I am, do, I am trying very hard for my spiritual children and my children that I don't, I don't pass down the junk that came to me. Come on, how many, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I, it's not coming on Courtney, it's not coming on John, it's not coming on those that I lead, it's not coming on you, because I break it in the name of Jesus. I said, I break it in the name of Jesus. I said, I break it in the name of Jesus. I said, I break it in the name of Jesus. I said, I break it in the name of Jesus. I said, I break it in the name of Jesus. I said, I break it in the name of Jesus. My family always was poor, broke, bouncing checks, never had anything. I'd go to get a school lunch and get denied because we didn't have money for school lunch and I'd have to get the free lunch and I was embarrassed. We were always struggling. We never owned a home and the devil said, you're going to never have nothing because that's just how your family is. But the devil doesn't know that I break that mess in the name of Jesus. Come on, how many of y'all breaking some stuff off of your past? Somebody make a little noise if you're tracking with me. You gotta, you gotta break the confusion. Why, because the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but peace. Put your hand on your chest and say, I'm gonna have peace. Yeah, yeah, and because I'm gonna have peace, say it, my children are gonna have peace. Somebody give God a crazy praise if you're receiving that. So, so you break the confusion in your generation. You break it and your children don't have to carry the mess that you carry. But watch this. The Bible said in Genesis 11, Terah took his son Abraham, Terah is the one who began the journey. Terah began the journey to the, to the promised land. Somebody say Terah. The Bible says that, that Terah, in Genesis 11, Terah took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, Of Haran, his daughter-in-law Sarah, the wife of son of his son Abraham, and together they set out for Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. They were called to the Promised Land. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Haran was halfway between Ur and Canaan, and it was it was Abraham's father Terah who started the journey. But the text says they they settled. They settled before they went all the way to Canaan. They came to Haran and they settled there. Terah settled there. He was called to go all the way in but he settled there. He was not called, hear me in this room, to settle at Haran. Terah was called to the promised land, but he got somewhere and he settled. But hear me in this room. The objective was never Haran. The objective was Canaan. And I want to tell you, people who are willing to settle will never walk in the power of new beginnings and will never lead generational blessings for those who come after them. So Abraham Abraham said, you settle if you want to, you stay if you want to, but there is a new thing happening in my life. I'm not going to settle for what you settle for. I don't hate you. I don't despise you. I don't want to disrespect you, but I have made up in my mind that I refuse to settle. I want my children to look back at me and say one thing about my dad, he didn't settle. Some of y'all are saying, Rayleigh, what are you doing? You're in your 22nd year here at Calvary. You've been preaching the gospel now for over 35 years. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just relax? Why are you starting campuses? Why are you trying to expand? Why are you pouring all this into the next generation? Because I want my spiritual children to look at me one day and say one thing about the old man. The old man never settled. And now we're walking in something that he made it deposit in us because he refused to settle if you ain't gonna settle give god a shout right now <laughs> push your neighbor and say don't settle don't settle now now watch this if you his daddy was his daddy haran that they they went to Terra. and if you define the name terror Tara, it was his dad, and they went to Haman, and Tara's name means one who is stationed, one who delays. Can I tell you something? There are some people who are deposited in your life with one agenda, and that is to delay you. That is to hold you in a season that God is ready to bust you out of. But I have made up in my mind I'm going, if I got to go by myself, there are some people you got to say, you have delayed me for the last moment. You have delayed me for the last day. You have delayed me for the last month, the last year. I am stepping out of this season. I will not settle. I don't want to raise my children to settle. I'm stepping into a new season. If that's you, I need you to give God a praise right now. Well, Pastor, I got this issue, and I got that issue, and you don't know how I was raised, and you don't know what I've been through. Consider Abraham. Abraham grew up in adultery. Abraham was called out of confusion. Abraham was raised by a quitter, but all this became irrelevant because he refused to settle. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, say i don't know about you but i'm gonna break every negative cycle yeah 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 i'm gonna break it off of me i'm gonna break it off of my children i'm gonna break it off of my grandchildren because i will not settle if you ain't gonna settle even if you are 80 years old if you're not gonna settle make a little noise in the room right now here's what i've come to understand When you don't settle, you become a springboard to the next generation. Come on, bring it up in the back. I said, when you refuse to settle, you become a springboard to the next generation. Fathers, dads, moms too. I'm talking to dads today for Father's Day. I'm not gonna settle. I'm gonna leave something behind. I wanna wanna deal with everything I need to deal with because I'm leaving something behind. I'm gonna break whatever I need to break because I wanna leave something behind. I'm gonna fight battles that my children won't have to fight. I'm gonna break things that my spiritual sons and daughters won't have to break. Because by the time it gets to them, I've already took care of it, so they're not bringing the baggage I had to deal with. No, I break it in the name of Jesus. Bible said in jeremiah twenty nine eleven I know the thoughts that I think toward you says, the Lord thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope so you got to deal with it. You got to deal with that spirit of procrastination, sir. You got to deal with that doubt. You got to deal with that poverty mentality. You got to deal with that lust. You got to deal with that spirit of divorce that has come from generation to generation to generation. You got to break the addiction right now. You got to say not another, not another, not another, not another generation of drug addiction, not another generation of alcoholism, not another generation of poverty, not another generation of fear, not Another, ge- I break it in the name of Jesus. Not another generation. If Jesus tarries, I want to leave for you, Courtney Victory. I want to leave Joy, Liz. I want to leave for my spiritual sons and daughters, Natasha. I want to leave you with anointing, and favor, and peace, and power. You know why? Because I'm an end-gamer. Yeah. Huh. Tell your neighbor, my pastor's an end-gamer. Yeah, 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 I'm not worried about just myself. I'm not worried about just my season. I've learned that there's another day after this day. There's another generation after this generation, and I'm thinking with them in mind. Make a little noise if you want to think beyond yourself. I don't want this thing to stop with me. See, I'm in covenant with the Lord, and when God makes a covenant with a person or a nation, he's a long range, long-term planner. He's a long-term thinker. And covenants carry a generational promise. So I'm giving to you, honey, this generational promise. I'm, I'm, I'm depositing this covenant that was made in me. I'm giving it to you. And I'm giving it to you, son, because God thinks generationally. God keeps covenants. From generation to generation, I said God keeps covenants from generation to generation. The Bible said in Genesis nine nine. Now behold, I myself do establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you. And then Acts two thirty nine says, for the promise is for you and your. Children, And for all those who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. I'm, I'm believing for continual blessing. I'm believing for continual revival. I'm believing for continual outpouring. That long after I'm going rapture or resurrection, that when I come out of here, I've left something behind. Somebody say covenant. Somebody say covenant. Somebody say covenant. Covenant. Come on, push your neighbor and say covenant. Covenant. The Bible said in Psalms 105, he has remembered his covenant. How long? He has remembered his covenant. How long? How long? How long? Forever. This thing started with Abraham, but it's still working with Jim Rayleigh. He has remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations which covenant he made with abraham and his oath unto isaac and confirmed the same unto jacob for a law and to israel for an everlasting covenant hallelujah let me tell you the blood ain't gonna stop working the bible is not gonna stop being true the holy ghost is not gonna stop moving we are passing something down from generation to generation to generation it is an everlasting covenant Somebody give God praise if you're glad you're a part of that. See, David, David knew much about the favor and covenant of God. David, uh, I can identify with David because David struggled. Although he was a man after God's own heart, he was a flawed guy. Come on, he had an affair with a married woman. I, I ain't never done that. Just letting you know, Pastor Don. Just in case you think you need to kill me. How many of y'all know Pastor don't play that? If I did something like that, y'all, she would kill me because we have a gun at the house. She would kill me and then raise me from the dead and kill me again just to watch me die twice. Can I get a witness? But I identify with David because he's a man who was flawed and he had a dysfunctional family. Uh, you remember they had a great family feud because Adoniah killed Amnon because Amnon raped his half sister, and then Absalom rose to take the throne. I mean, they were a jacked-up family. But David, in spite of all of that, knew a God who kept His promise. See, the Bible said in Psalms 89:34, "My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips." God said, if I say it to you in this generation, it's going to work in the next generation. Huh. The Bible said, he has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations now now remember david was a man in covenant with god 86 years after david died one of his descendants abijam became king he was a sinful man he didn't walk in the ways of his father abraham and he committed sins before the lord and his heart was not devoted to jehovah but look at first kings this is 86 years later somebody say 86 years look at 1 Kings 15, it says, but for David's sake, the Lord, his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem to raise up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem. He said, this boy is losing his mind, but I'm going to keep a connection for David's sake. I'm going to keep blessing this family and I'm going to bring them all the way back around. Y'all ain't saying nothing for David's sake. David been dead for, 30, for 86 years, and then 156 years later. The story is repeated with Jehoram. The Bible said he walked in the way of the kings of Israel like Ahab had done, for the daughter of Ahab became his wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. So God is still connected. Even though these kids are losing their minds, the Bible said 300 years later, in hezekiah's day Hezekiah has just been told by the prophet that he's going to die. But he prayed. Hezekiah called on the name of the Lord. And the Bible said in 2 Kings 20 verse 5, return and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the lord i will add 15 years to your life and i will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of assyria and i will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant david's sake 300 years later god said i still can't get over david i'm still gonna bless you for david's sake See, I want to live my life in such a way that the Lord said I'm gonna bless Courtney for Jim Rayles' sake. I'm gonna bless Josh for Jim Rayles' sake. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna bless, bless. I'm gonna bless. I'm gonna bless. I'm gonna bless Channing for Jim's sake. I'm gonna bless Anderson for Jim's sake. I'm gonna bless John for Jim's sake. I'm gonna bless. I'm gonna bless you, son, for Jim Rayles' sake. How many of you want to live in such a way that? even after you're gone the Lord looks and says I'll bless that child even though he's struggling I'm gonna bring him back around because I never forgot my covenant that I made I'm gonna bless them for Hubert Grimes's sake come on somebody I'm gonna bless those grandchildren for Daisy's sake I'm gonna bless that new grandbaby for Tom's sake, because he loved me, because he served me. And even when our kids lose their way, Lord said, I ain't forgot about them because this covenant here is transferable. But it's only transferable When you learn to live with the end in mind, see, God can and will bless generations to come after you for your sake. Troy, Jessica, it's going to be blessed for your sake. Trevor, it's going to be blessed for your sake God couldn't stop talking about David I feel the anointing in here 300 years after he was gone God still is talking about him still remembering his covenant come on daddy God will bless your daughter for your sake I'm glad that even though I've had my share of struggles, God has stayed in covenant with me. Are there any covenant people in the house? I want to live in such a way, Chan, Court, Peyton, that when I'm gone, that God will bless you for my sake. But here's the deal. As an end gamer, somebody say, I'm an end gamer. Here's the deal. As an end gamer, you must impart before you depart. The ability to impart to another is as old as Abraham's blessing to Isaac and Isaac to Jacob when Abraham was dying he imparted something to Isaac Isaac to his sons Jacob to his sons study it Moses to Joshua Elijah and to Elisha Paul Timothy maybe your dad isn't present in your life but before I leave I'm going to impart something in you I'm going to give you something because you're a son see it doesn't matter Pastor Don didn't have you you're still mine. It doesn't matter that that we're. It, it doesn't the color of the skin doesn't matter, the race doesn't matter. I'm gonna impart before I depart. See, I'm gonna give you something, Courtney. I want to. I want to leave something for you. Cause I believe in you. I believe in you. I know that great things are in store for you. So I'm gonna break all the confusion I can break and I'm gonna give you a springboard. Josh, see, it don't matter who doesn't text you, who doesn't call you. You see, you got a spiritual dad. See what I'm saying? And so you get to jump off of me. And and here's the deal. See as a father you can't be threatened when your children do well as a mother because here's the deal You 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 can't you can't you can't you can't raise them and race them So here's what I'm trying to do I'm trying to impart before I depart study Abraham to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, Moses to Joshua, Elijah to Elisha, Jesus to his disciples. Every time there was a transfer, something happened. But when they missed it, it had terrible ramifications. Joshua never named a successor. Read your Bible before he died. And two generations later, Israel was in apostasy. Elisha never named a successor and all that power that he received from Elijah went to the grave with him study your Bible there was a soldier who was dead and fell in the grave and came back to life because there was still power in Elisha's bones what I'm trying to tell you is this I don't want to take this with me I want to leave it behind So, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm not perfect. God knows I got issues. Y'all pray for me. But I'm trying to live my life in a way that my children don't stumble because of me. You gon' never see me in the club no sir Mm -mm. I'm telling you maybe you got a cool preacher that does that I am not that preacher come on somebody you go you're gonna never see me acting crazy you're gonna never see me in the name of Jesus hanging out with a woman that is not my wife in the name of Jesus pray that I stand there why because I don't wanna do anything that's gonna make my children stumble. This has become so real to me because my, my sister is in the fight for her life right now. My sister uh, is on dialysis and has been for about five or six years, her kidneys have failed. And if you know anything about the process of dialysis, the blessing can also become the curse because it is such a trying time for a person's heart. So my sister's heart is about 80% dead, they said. So we're praying every time she has dialysis. And I'm not doubting that my God ain't able to heal her. But my sister said to me the other day, Jim, I'm weighing every word. I'm considering every action. I'm thinking long and hard about everything I'm doing because I got to be clean. She said, I got to be clean. I'm weighing every word that I say to my children. And the Lord said to me, she's an end gamer. She's living with the end in mind. I want to live before you with the end in mind. Today, I want you to decide to think generationally. Become an in-game thinker and make every move with the end in mind. Make a deposit. Impart before you depart. Listen to me. I've been so blessed. Can I just finish like this? Yes, sir. Can I just finish sharing my heart with you? I've been so blessed, y'all. If you knew where I came from, you wouldn't even believe it. If you knew the stuff that I've endured in my life, it would surprise you. And and the Lord has blessed our ministry. And man, I've had opportunities. I remember when Bishop Jake's called me and says, "I want you to come preach at the Potter's House." I just had to put down the phone. I, went, oh my I remember you remember when Rod Parsley called me, and I said, "Rod Parsley just called me and said he wants me to come and preach at his church." And then these events began to open around the world. And I was so blessed and so thankful. But now at 55, I'm thinking differently. I'm thinking, how can I give this away? I'm not so worried about my next platform or my next stage. There comes a moment when you're thinking transitions and you stop thinking about what is going to be my next stage and you stop worrying about getting a stage and you start saying, I want to become a stage. I want, I want, I want these young guys to stand on me and I want them to be able to jump off of me. Somewhere along the line, God is going to call you to think generationally. And a wise person will do it now. You will realize that I've got to think with the end in mind. I've got to leave something behind. I want every father in this room. You say, Jim Rayleigh, you've been preaching to me. I want every father who wants to be an end gamer. I want you to get on your feet right now. If you want to leave something for your children and your grandchildren, you want them to outdo you. And you want them to become greater than you. I want every end game father. I want you to stand up right now. You say, Jim Rayleigh, you've been talking to me. I want to be an end gamer. If that's you... I want everybody, every man that stood up, if there's people around you, I want your sons, your daughters, your friends, if they're around you, I want you to reach over now and touch that man who's standing. I want you to reach over and put your hand on that man's shoulder. You can stand up and touch him if you want to, but if there's a man next to you that wants to be an end gamer, touch that man right now. Touch that father right now. Come on, reach out and touch him right now. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, that God is raising up end gamers at Calvary Christian Center. I declare that these men will live their lives with the end in mind. I declare that these men, these men, these fathers, they will impart before they depart. I declare that they think generationally. I declare that the power doesn't stop with them. The glory doesn't stop with them. The salvation doesn't stop with them. The power indwelling of the Holy Ghost doesn't stop with them. The blood doesn't stop with them. The purpose doesn't stop with them. The peace doesn't stop with them. The anointing doesn't stop with them. I declare declare That they make a deposit in their children and in their grandchildren and in their great grandchildren. I declare by faith that if Jesus perish, that long after we are gone, that if Jesus perish, the Lord will bless those who come after you for your sake. God will bless those that come after you for your sake. I declare, Troy, your grandchildren and great grandchildren will be blessed for your sake. John, they will be blessed for. For your sake I decree that over every father in this room we declare it in the name of Jesus I declare it for people by live stream from around the world if you receive it I want you to give God a praise come on if you received it with your brothers now I want everybody to stand I want everybody to stand I will now this is not just for dads i want you to get somebody by the hand and i want you to shake them up and i want you to tell your neighbor say neighbor holler at them say neighbor say i have decided that it doesn't stop with me that everything that god gives to me i will place it in those that come after me i'm an end gamer if you're an end gamer give God a shout right now. Come on. Come on. If you believe that those after you shall be blessed, give the Lord a praise. Now, nobody leave for just a moment. How many of y'all know this is my great son right here, Pastor Josh? Don't we love him? And I want to tell you, look at me, precious. Nobody leave unless you're going to serve. If you leave, we actually have somebody in the catwalk with water balloons and they'll hit you. Let me tell you something. Maybe you don't have a present father in your life. Maybe you don't have one who sees about you or knows where you're at, but see, I'm his daddy. And I'm John's daddy and I'm Courtney's daddy. Sometimes you need to ask yourself, who's your daddy? It's true. It's true. And maybe you have a dad who's a great natural dad, but he's not a great spiritual dad. So I've decided in the years to come, I'm going to be your daddy. I'm going to love you. And as long as the Lord gives me strength and power, we're going to make a deposit in the next generation. I bless you, Josh. I declare this year God's going to do good things in your life, son. You believe that for Pastor Josh? Where's John at? Come here, John. Ebony and ivory. I'm your dad. I'm proud of you. Proud of what you carry. Proud of what you walk in. Where's Courtney at? Come here, Courtney. Come here. Where is she? Look at her. I'm your dad. I know I am because you cost me lots of money. (laughs) There's no higher call. (laughs) So listen, I celebrate all you dads and I love you. You dads that are doing it right. I love you. And you Dad, said, are stumbling, listen, you can break the confusion and good days can come. Did you guys receive anything from the Lord today? Can we give the Lord a good praise? Love you, love you son. Love you, son. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.